BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Aloha. Ballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the show. Episode 412 of the podcast. Thank you for listening each and every week. We're here each and every week. If you would, if you care to, maybe you're new to the show via the Overcast app or other places that you've seen us. Go ahead and leave us a five-star review on whatever app you're listening to the show on. It's usually Apple Podcasts, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Leave us a five-star review, write a review, screenshot it, and email it to me. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. I second-guess myself at the .com. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Send us an email, email me the screenshot of your review, and you'll be entered to win our Waterford Crystal Champagne Flute set that we will be giving away at the end of the month of March. So if you're a couple episodes behind and you're just now hearing this, there is still time. You could win a very, I'd say priceless, a priceless set of Waterford Crystal engraved to me and someone else. I will send them to you if you win the contest. Uh, you can also leave us a voicemail, 949-464-TBLS. If you are not already, <clears throat> excuse me, cannot talk, which is kind of the point of this. Uh, if, if you are not already, please subscribe to our Red Circle bonus content. That's where you're going to hear all the extras that we do each and every week. If you're listening on the free feed, you're getting quite a bit of content for free. And if and if that's your level, if the five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year is too big of an ask, then don't sweat it. Listen to the free part. Or... Hit your friend up for a password, which I've heard of people doing. But if you would like to hear, if you're invested and you want to hear the whole, everything we do each and every week, which includes tons and tons of bonus content, you need to subscribe to our Red Circle subscriber exclusive feed, which you can do 
via clicking a link in the show notes of this week's podcast. You can also go to theballerlifestyle.com and click the link at the top of the page. Or you can go to my Twitter, at Brian Beckner. It's where sometimes people say very mean things to me. You could go there, you could see all that, and you could click the, the pinned tweet at the top of my page and join there. That would be awesome if you did that. Additionally, we're coming to the end of the season, and I do, uh, I do with our friend Jason Stewart, who you've heard here on this show before, he and I do a show about The Bachelor, and boy, this Bachelor is so boring, but our podcast about it isn't, so if you would like to check that out, Search The Bachelor Lifestyle, co-branding The Bachelor Lifestyle on whatever app you listen to the show on, and uh, also like, rate, and review that, and send us your thoughts there, because lots of people have wives that force them to watch The Bachelor, or some guys are just into it, and actually, most people that listen to The Bachelor Lifestyle don't even watch The Bachelor. I barely do. I do it for you guys, so check that out if you're so inclined. I am joined now, as always, by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, That's good to hear. Oh, no, I've got this echo. Let's see if I can stop that. Uh-oh. Okay. Is, is porno going to accidentally start playing some some of that dickless porno that you watch? <laughs> yeah, Solo I, I porn? Gotta, I got to tell you, I haven't watched porn in a long time. Same. Um, I would like your honest opinion uh-huh. on this one. Okay. So like it's kind of a serious issue, but I, oh, I think no. it's worth worth talking about. Okay. How many sexual partners do you think Mona from from Who's the Boss had over the course of her life? Like I'm talking about the fictional Mona, a Catherine Hellman. Hundreds. It's got to be in the hundreds. Seems like she had a, a nice relationship with a man ten years younger than her. Yeah. Um, and they and and they lasted until she died. Um, but like. We're talking about like a Randy woman who seemingly like like scored on the dates. Like it was and and it was frequent. So like yeah. I don't know, a dozen guys a year? I yeah. Mean, at least. Been, and she must have been posting big numbers. She was she was she was wrecking dick left and right. Her character was a re, was real sex positive as we say these days, which is yeah. great. It's great. It's just you don't usually most people wouldn't hit those kind of numbers just because at at some point there's yeah. monogamy involved. Yeah. yeah. Or you you slow down, but she didn't slow down and there I, I assume the her husband Angela's dad was dead. Yeah. Uh, that would be my guess. She lived above the garage. Right. She was she, always... They gave her the Fonzie treatment and yeah. she was just bringing dudes back there. Yeah, wait, she lived above the garage and Tony lived in the house. Right. Tony and I'm Samantha. Guessing, I'm lived guessing in the house. Mona had too much loud sex and it was yeah. disturbing for young Jonathan. And so she's like, Mom, you're gonna have to fuck above the garage. Yeah, we put you well, I mean, it is called a mother in law's quarters. <laughs> mother in law apartment. So it kind of tracks. I mean, she was she was she was stacking big numbers, Ed. I mean, yeah. she was, you know, she was sex she positive would, in the 80s. Obviously, like, porn stars are going to post the biggest numbers, but. Sure. But, but that doesn't count because you're working. Right. Right. It's a job. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but, I mean, she had to be 
she had to be like in the Will Chamberlain kind of numbers. Like she just she was getting it all the time, and she was like never attached. I don't remember. I didn't watch no. a ton of that show, but I watched no. enough to know that she didn't have like a love interest. It was just constant dudes. Um, yeah. And this is all in response. There was a picture, a classic picture of her that was uh, on um, Instagram today. Yeah. Yes, and uh, it showed that seems like she was uh, she was putting it out there in real life with her husband. She was yep. she was very positive. Life imitates art, Ed. There's yes. a reason she was cast in that role. It wasn't too much acting. She was she was riding young dick IRL. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like a, a nice looking young coxman. Yes, very much so. I would say, I mean, here's the other thing, because the 80s water comes into play. Yeah. She was, I mean, she seemed, you know, pretty old on Who's the Boss, but she just died a couple years ago. Yeah, I I, I looked her up because I wanted to find out about this husband because he looked yeah. younger and he was 10 years younger. But she died in 2019. So yeah, I was thinking she was in her 70s, but I guess she wasn't. She probably would. Yeah, I mean, she. She was probably in her 50s, Ed. <laughs> like like the, she, the Golden Girls. Yeah, yes, exactly. I would say she stacked big numbers. I don't I won't say she got into four digits in her life. No, but I could see her getting in, yeah. you know, six, seven hundred. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. I'd, I'd take. I'd probably set the line at right around plus lived, or minus she, 501 sex partners. Okay. I like it. I like it. Uh, she lived to be 90. She was born in 29. So she was, yeah, she was in her 50s in the yeah. 80s. Yeah, because that was 40 years ago. 40-ish. Wow. Impressive. Good for Impressive her. Impressive run for Catherine Helmond. 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 Was she the mo- the mother-in-law in Easy Money? <sighs> I don't remember. I can't remember. She was the mother-in-law in some movie. I can't remember if it was if, if she was the one who was telling Rodney he couldn't smoke or drink. Well, she was around, you know, even she was a familiar face. Yeah, she worked on sitcoms and whatnot back in the day. I'm sure she did a couple stints on the love boat. Um, Oh, absolutely. I was just thinking that I was just thinking that she had to have at least been on the love boat one time, in which case. Doc would have probably thrown it at her as we've learned. Yeah, because his. His art was also imitating his life, but I feel like she would have been more of an Isaac. Yeah. Woman. She likes him young. Honest, to be honest, I could see her going for uh she waves in Isaac and Gover. Oh, I could see that too. Yeah. Co- accompany me to my stateroom, the ship's purser and head bartender. As as Stubing just like sits out the, in the hall and like scratches her door. Stubing, who was much younger than she, <laughs> he 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 looked the worst for his age. He was he was in his thirties on Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> I mean, just the times were weird. And and also, what it, was he married? Like he just took Vicky around the world with him. There was no school for her. <laughs> Well, is yeah. I mean, well, they. I think they just did like the, they just did like the Puerto Vallarta run, Acapulco. Oh, really? 
Oh, yeah, I, I think, think they were like around cruised, the world. No, I think they cruised Mexico for the most part. Okay. So, you know, that's a week at a time, probably. So maybe, you know, she mostly went out in the summer or on breaks. I mean, they didn't make it too clear. Yeah, I don't think there was a uh, like a lot of continuity checks and stuff with the uh, with the script. Yeah. They're like, yeah, she, she would be in school at this time. Like, nah. Did we ever like get into their home lives? Like what they were like, what was going on off the ship? Because we know Julie, you know, she was snorting Maybe. her paycheck. <laughs> I I think what was going on was like every once in a while they would like maybe like twice a season you'd see something from from land from their land life yeah make an appearance like oh this is it, I mean of course Doc had lots of ex exes taking the tour and and Doc yeah. would rekindle it oh yeah. But, Oh yeah, but you would just you just get like a one. reference. You just get a reference. You wouldn't right. you wouldn't get like we never saw Captain Steubing like take off his captain's uniform and like just in a t shirt no. on the couch. He was ne- no. he was he was always d- the captain. I mean, I was I wouldn't mind doing like an MTV Cribs on Isaac's apartment. Oh yeah, because I bet I bet some shit was happening in there. Same with Doc. I bet Doc. He had. You remember that? You remember that movie, Foul Play, with Goldie uh, Hawn and Chevy I was, Chase. I was just telling my son about this the other day about how movies in the seventies, the the bad guys were so scary because they would just cast a scary looking dude. Yeah, they they weren't. Now they're like more handsome and stuff. They they yeah. were scary looking or or CGI. And I was then I was telling him about ba- Foul Play. That wasn't even like a particularly scary movie, but it, the bad guy was an albino. Oh yeah! And hey, hey, much love and respect to all the pigment challenge people in the world. Sure. I don't, I don't, I didn't think he, albi- a, he got in a fight with Burgess Meredith in that movie, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I think albino is the clinical term, and if I'm if I'm speaking out of turn. Please let me know. Mailbag at the baller lifestyle.com. I don't want to insult anybody, but the, uh, the albino and foul play is fucking terrifying. Yeah, he is. I, I had, I had nightmares about him, but Dudley Moore, you know, um, she's hiding. Goldie Hawn is hiding for safety at one point, And she goes wow. into Dudley Moore's apartment and Dudley Moore is, is the seventies version of a swinger. Dudley had one speed only. And that was yeah. the fuck. Yeah, yeah. So that, and then every, so every like, role, he was kind of the same guy. He just yes, wanted to have dr- sex. A randy British drunk that was that was four <laughs> foot nine. He and they go back to his apartment and there's like there's like um uh blow up dolls like floating around like and whips and chains. Like over the top sexualized. Yeah, I feel I I could picture Doc having yeah. that kind of a setup at his place because the guy just loved to fuck. Yeah, he did. More than most. Hey, we talked last week, and I got a lot of good feedback on this. Our our friend Drew in Houston. Oh, Phil? Yes, he left a lengthy voicemail, too, as a matter of fact, about Phil Mickelson. And I was, I got a lot of good feedback from people that were like, hey, that was awesome. That was really interesting. And it was because he was talking about, like, some behind-the-scenes stuff at Phil uh, about Phil Mickelson and there's this book being written about him and it's, you know, it might come out that he's, he's made some bad choices in his life. I think that's known, but I, 
I didn't know the full backstory on like why he was in the news. And I know that there's this, so there's the Saudis, Ed. Yeah. It's never, never a good idea when the Saudi, you don't want to do you don't want to mix it up with the Saudis. Let's just say that. It they're wasn't starting- the quote like he's like, yeah, they're scary motherfuckers, but they're going to help improve the PGA Tour. It's like, no, what? well, no, kind of. He's trying to play both sides against each other, right. but he to get himself the most money. But the Saudis started this tour. This They're starting this golf tour and they're trying, you know, they're luring major players away with with promises like, like, of big like money. Changing money. Yeah. Yeah. And and Phil Mickelson is like, hey. The, the PGA tour is kind of shitty. Like they kind of take us for granted, but the Saudis are scary motherfuckers and they murder journalists and shit. And it's maybe we shouldn't get in bed with them. Maybe that's, maybe that's not the answer to, to right. our problem with the PGA tour. And I mean, he's right. That's like, it's not a lot of people that would have the balls to say that. And I know he tried to say it was off the record or, or walk it back a little bit. Wait, is is he in trouble for calling Saudis scary motherfuckers? Yes. Or is he in trouble for getting into bed with Saudis? No, it's the, it's the, he called them scary motherfuckers. And then, hold on, I have the quote. Let's oh, get it I right thought here. It was, I thought people were just mad at him because he was getting into bed with them. I didn't know. Scary motherfuckers, like they, them yeah. as a government, the people who are putting up the money, yes. they are scary motherfuckers. He, well, he's kind of, he's saying, he's kind of wants it both ways, but, but he's saying, what we all know. He says they're scary motherfuckers to get involved with. We know they killed Khashoggi and have a horrible record on human rights. They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? Because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA tour operates. They've been able to get by with manipulative, coercive, strong arm tactics because we, the players had no recourse so basically he's saying, I would only, I, there's some truth to that, right? Yeah. There, yeah. There definitely is. I mean, he's still kind of saying, look, he's like, look, maybe I will take their money, even though they're shitty because these, these, the guys I work with now are shitty. Right. I don't I feel like Mickelson kind of got done dirty, even though he's a bad guy. But although Callaway, his sponsor said they're, they're pausing their deal with him, which is right. like not the same as canceling his contract. Like you they're know, just going to re reignite. They're going to unpause it the next week. Probably remember, remember when, um, like whatever the, the, the controversy, you know, bubbled up on Woody Allen, like two years ago, and he was going to yeah. have an autobiography can't come off and Amazon's yeah. like, we're removing that. And then, yeah. and all that, uh, like, Two months later, I was like, I really would like to read that autobiography. And it was on there. Like they yeah, they made a course. big show of how they're dumping yes. it. But like, it's there. Yes. And and by the way, it's a fantastic book. I'm sure <laughs> he's, well, he's such a good he, fucking writer. He's a great writer. He, he that's his that's a, was his bread and butter before he was a director. Yeah. He's a writer and a stand up comic. But yeah, pausing yeah, means we just want shit. we just want we want people to look the other way for a few minutes and then and then we'll we'll go back. Yes, everybody's everybody's full of shit. Uh, and one re- one recommendation: I watched the comedy special by the great comic Earthquake this weekend. Yeah, highly recommend. Is it Netflix? It's on Netflix. It's I think it's called like Dave Chappelle presents. Oh, Earthquake I saw or something. The, I saw there was something. Uh, 
yeah, one of his projects was up there. Yeah, I think Dave Chappelle produced it. It's fantastic. I mean, the guy's the guy's been a stand-up comic for like 30 years, so it's very polished and also only 36 minutes. I like that. So you're like in, you're in, you're laughing your ass off and then it's over. Highly recommend. Everybody should watch the Earthquake comedy special, stand-up special on Netflix. Nice. Ed, anything you want to do before we talk sports? Uh, no. Uh, okay. I did watch that station station 11. It is uh it was pretty good. It's it's grim though. It's it's not a comedy. It's um Remember I was saying I'm going to watch it but I wasn't sure what it was. It's like yeah. There's a flu that one in a thousand oh, no. survive. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, out. <laughs> hardest of passes, Ed. The hardest pass I could possibly give. I'm sure it's very well made. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah. It was grim. And yes. then I switched to I switched to Ozark because I just want to see it through. Ozarks. I really, I really hate. I, I, it's just it's the same episode over and over. No, again. it is. It is. But they're like, this is the final season, so I'm trying with it. But yeah, I mean, ah, I, it's just the same shit keeps happening. It is. That's that's so many shows where they're like, they get into trouble, they get out of trouble. He does. He's he's got to um, he's got to do get in bed with even worse people to deal right. with the original bad people. And it's like, I mean, I At love some point Bateman. somebody would emerge. He's delightful, and yeah. Laura Linney's a great. Great. but her character is it's too much yeah. it's just the and same shit the kids are irritating yes yeah i'm it's like i'm struggling with that show uh, other yeah. shows i'll just i, I really want to watch but i want to wait till it's all out is the uh the show on apple plus um uh it's severance or something it's ben stiller made it and oh yes apparently you you when you're at work you don't know of like you you get some procedure and you don't know about your your home life and when you're at home you don't think at all about your work life you don't have any there's like a separation some weird sci-fi kind of thing seems cool yeah i'll watch that and i believe i i have access to apple plus so i will watch that but they're doing it weekly so there's been like two episodes out like oh right you want to be able to binge Yeah, 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 yeah yeah that makes sense okay let's uh let's talk a little sports oh Let's talk a little sports. My name is Brian. They call me the other guy. I host a podcast show. I'll give Hedero Life a try. If you see something on my hand, it makes you think I'm not a man. It's just my cool rings, you see. They're as sparkly as can be. I'm my own joy on DVD. Mm, Ed, what is going on in the world of sports? What's happening in the sports world? One sports RIP. Uh, he, I didn't know him, but he was a superstar Australian yeah. cricket uh, player and also former fiance of Liz Hurley, Oof. a guy named Shane Warren. He was 52, heart attack. Shino. RIP, Shino. 
Didgeridoo. It's, yeah, he was like oh, a big deal, apparently. Yeah. Ooh, Ed. What? Hold on. This uh, is that an extended th- cut? No, no, it's just we never usually make it to the end. The uh, a couple of things happen here. First of all, I mean, good for him. He got, he was able to make something of his life and succeed at cricket and bed. Yeah, Liz Hurley in her prime, pretty good, which is top shelf. He died in Thailand. Yeah, apparently, like he posted, that he was in Thailand like very yeah. soon before his death. Yeah, sometimes we just we just talked a few weeks ago about a guy that died on the at the at the massage parlor that oh, yeah. you were not able to tr- transact an HJ at. A guy died there. I feel like sometimes Thailand is just a little too much for people. It's a lot. It's a lot, and it's yeah. it's hot. It's hot there. Everybody's. Everybody's doing debaucherous things. Yes. Yes. It's chaos there. It's a fun yes. chaos, but it's chaos, chaos. Little too exciting. And this guy went down at 52. Very sad. But I'm looking yeah. at the pictures of him playing in his in his cricket days. Yeah. I mean, he looks like he's 51 when he was <laughs> playing. When he was on he the was pitch. Living. Is that what they call it? The, I don't know. It's the ground. I think it's the grounds or something. Yeah, I went. The I went to one. I went to yeah. one match when I was in England just to yeah. check it out. It's essentially like home run derby. It's yeah, cool it for a while, and then you're like, "All right, you know, I I get it." Well, the, and they and the, the 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 field is an oval, right? They they can the pitcher bowls it underhand, but he gets to bounce it, or no, he throws it overhand, but he gets to bounce it, right? And he gets a running start. And they swing a paddle. They hit it with a paddle. Yeah, wicket. Yeah, a wicket, a sticky. No, the wicket is the, no, the paddle's the paddle. The wicket oh, yeah. is the, like, strikes. The sticks, the sticks. They hit the sticks yeah. behind them, and that's, like, the strikes. There's a little more to this, because I'm just looking at pictures of this guy. Somebody might have really liked Shino a, a little bit too much. Following the unexpected death of great Australian cricketer Shino Wong, on Friday evening, the cricketing world is in sorrow. Shane's family released a statement after his death, claiming that he died of a suspected heart attack. Ed, listen to this. Thai police have questioned a German woman Uh who got into the back of the ambulance transporting the body. Of Australian cricket cricket legend Shane Warne, the woman who was carrying a bouquet of flowers was allowed to spend about 40 seconds alone in the van, raising serious concerns about the security of Warne's body transportation. You think he was, you think he showed up to the morgue? Little little light in the pocketbook, Ed. Yeah, Maybe. I think so. I Maybe. think that that was what it, you know. That's that's like a pickpocket move where you have yeah. the flowers and then yeah. under they jam a flower in your face. Yeah, like when that's right. you, they go up to your table and they I've try to. It. Yeah, it happens. Seen, seen this in movies. Do you think? Do you think he he got to he got to the morgue and he, he was missing his wedding ring and his watch. 
Maybe he's, you know, right. any other valuables, yeah. any, any gold wallet, teeth he might've had. Yeah. And had been plired free of his grill. Well, RIP, very sad. Too young to go. Yes, absolutely. Shane Warren, great cricketer. Um, in news, if if we're not doing a story on uh, Mahomes' brother, it's Matt Stafford's wife. Yeah. Kelly Stafford blasts media for saying Matthew paid for what she says was the worst boob job. I guess I guess she she talked about to some maybe on a podcast or something that she had a bad boob job, but she was blasting the media for reporting that Matthew paid for it. I mean. I mean, she's married to a quarterback, Ed. It's just natural to think that he bought her the set. He's very wealthy. I mean, he probably did buy her. Like, I'm not well, convinced that he didn't. Well, maybe maybe that was in the when she had that bad boob job, yeah. according to her, was yeah. maybe that was in the days at in Athens, Georgia, where she was trying to land the big fish. Oh, yeah. Because look, it's, it says right here. Oh, Ed. What? Troubling news. This week on an episode of her podcast. Oh, no. The morning after, Matthew Stafford's wife, Kelly, told a hilarious story about how she got a boob job that she paid for right after Matthew began playing for the Detroit Lions. I mean, this guy, didn't this guy get drafted before they slotted the salaries? Wasn't he like, or no, he came I, after I, that. I, I don't know. I think he might've gotten, well, uh, no, I think, I think all that stuff ended with like, uh, Sam Bradford, Bradford. Yeah. He was the last one that got like 60 million and now they can only get like 30 million. Still. <laughs> Jamarcus Russell and Sam Bradford were like, yeah, worth a lot of money. Yeah, get us into the league. Get us into the league before they figure this out. She, I saved up a ton of money, Stafford explained. I did some stuff in high school. I worked in high school. Birthday money, you know? All that stuff. Saved it all. I dressed so terribly. I wasn't buying clothes. Like, that wasn't my thing. Again, still not really my thing. I went and got a boob job. Kelly continued, and Matthew was totally against this. He was like, do not do it. Please don't do it. And I was like, listen, I love you, but I've wanted this for a long time, and this is about me, not you. I went and got it, y'all. It was the worst boob job you have ever. It was two balloons on my chest. It was so, so bad. Because they, Ed, the doctor's always going to try to pump you up with a couple extra cc's. It's it's unreal how every boob job is too big. Too big. Too big because they don't want you coming out and being like, that's it. They want you coming out and going, wow, I got some tit ice. <laughs> now, it's like if you. I'm sure she did save up money from high school to get a boob job, but also she was married to the number one pick in the NFL draft at this time. So it's like, we all bring uh, We all bring what we bring to a relationship. And I'm not doubting that she brought her high school paper route money to the, to the relationship, but Matt Stafford brought his rookie contract. Yeah. But she must've come from means because she, yeah. she was able to save this money and not have to pay yeah. for college. Yes. 
Exactly. Right. Is so that where they met Georgia? I, I'm just, been. I was just guessing because she's yeah, been in the picture for a long time, but maybe, yeah. maybe she met him in Detroit. I don't, I have no idea. I doubt it. Um, it was, it was a student discount. She said they have student. I mean, that should be illegal. <laughs> student discount. These, I know. these jackals, <laughs> there's no disgusting. bottom for them. There's a, uh, there's a show on uh, Showtime. It sh- she was a writer for Jesus and Mero, uh, Z-Way. Uh-huh. And I remember she did a trip to the uh, plastic surgeon and like, she's like, what could you do to make me prettier? And like, this guy was trying to sell her on everything. Oh, they, oh, but essentially, he, he essentially was like, well, we can turn this into a white nose and this yeah. and that. Like it was, yeah. it was ridiculous. But like, yes. she's, she's a pretty girl and right. pretty woman. And like he was just he was trying to upsell her on everything. We could take your eyebrows and put them here, and yep. we could take your cheeks and here and chin. It's like my God, no, no bottom, no. It's it's really depressing. It's not fair, women. You're beautiful. You're beautiful with your natural titties of any size. And that and don't don't get that fat injected in your ass. It looks weird. It does look weird. Don't yeah. Don't get none of it. Just let it. Hey hey. Grow a full ass bush. <laughs> think it's, about the uh, the let it flow. Think about the charm of uh, Jennifer Grey, and then oh, when yeah. she got when she got the nose Not job, the and she just looked like like ordinary person, and there were like yeah. she lost the charm to yeah. her look. Yep, I totally agree with you. It's a great example. She was she was an interesting looking woman. Her dad, not Asian. Ah, uh, Chun. Joel Gray, despite the, you could never, you could never make a re- boy. We should, <sighs> we should do that one. I know you got the DVD. Yeah. I, that's going to be like a, that's going to be like a, a revenge of the nerds. It's going to be impossible to find Remo Williams. <laughs> the adventure begins. It was, it was so good. I remember. So good. When it, when, and when it was called adventure begins, I was like, yeah. Oh, this is going to be a whole series. Fred right? Ward was great. Oh, he's fantastic. <laughs> he plays a good asshole. The great Wilford Brimley. Yeah. And of course, Joel Gray as Chun. <laughs> Joel Gray, who is not Asian, playing one of the most Asian characters you've ever seen. <laughs> like an over-the-top Korean, uh, she, the master of Shianzu or something. It was like a made-up yes, uh, fighting yes. form. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was basically like what- um, Taekwondo. Yeah, no, it's basically like what's his um like Aikido, what uh oh, yeah, yeah. Segal does. It's like Yeah. It's like using using your opponent's energy against them. Uh we we should do that. But Chun, you put Chun right up there with the with the marooned Japanese submarine captain from Gilligan's Island. Oh man, that guy. As, he was probably yes. like Mexican or something. Yeah, he was he's Italian. He actually played he actually often played Asian characters, despite the fact that he was Italian. And then of course, Mickey Rooney and breakfast at Tiffany's is a classic. Brian, it's Remo Williams is available on Tubi for free. Oh, how Tubi where they, where they host the Jason Stewart movies. Yes. But I've, I've used Tubi. There was some movie I was trying to find uh, to watch with my son and they have a ton of movies now. It's like they, a, like a legit, you just have to watch some commercials. That's I was going to say they, I think my chick wanted to watch something the other night and she threw it on Tubi. And it was like five minutes of commercials every 10 minutes. I don't know, it's, but if we yeah. want to do it, Remo do Williams it. No, is we're doing on it. Tubi. No, we're doing it. It's a classic. It's a classic <laughs> 80s 
movie where Asian people aren't actually played by Asian actors, which is you can't do anymore. This is a horrible story, but maybe it's a cautionary tale for people. Uh, former boxing world titleist Guillermo Rigondeau, I think he's Cuban, severely burned both corneas when black beans clogged up his pressure cooker and it caused it to explode. He's 80% blind now. What? They, what? they said the beans get into the pressure cooker and it just uh, created like a like a steam explosion. What is what? It's like, why do we? Why are we pressure cooking things? It seems like uh, too dangerous to just make beans. I mean, it's right. Can you just and not not just cook it on like a stovetop situation? Well, like, well, the th- the thing about beans and what makes them so good is you got to cook them all day. Yeah, it's it's an all day thing, which is why, and I assume Guillermo Rigondo has a grandma or a mom. Yeah, he put her in charge of the beans. But what what is pressure cooking? What what is it like? What do we need to be it's just? Pressured? It's faster. That's the thing. They put it under pressure so it happens real quick. Everybody's in a fucking hurry these days. You, you know, let just those make beans it for cook tomorrow. That's what I like with when I make chili. I'm yeah. actually looking forward to it for the next day. Oh, same, same here. You got to let those flavors marry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <sighs> I make a, a pot of chili. Story. I let it go the whole day. I just let it yeah. cook. I go in there and stir it. Look at it. Taste. Hey, taste this. Taste What's it, it need? And, then, and the good thing about chili is you can just keep throwing shit in until it hits the flavor that you want. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Th- well, that's it. Yeah. There's no rules to chili. That's what's fantastic right. about chili. Just throw some more shit in there. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Put it in. Now, how, how, how are you with the, there's, we have a lot of listeners in the great state of Texas, Ed. Yeah. They don't, they make their chili with no beans. There's no beans in their chili. Well, we've got a, uh, We've got an issue in my household where I'm I'm the only bean person. Oh, and no one else eats beans. Yeah. So I sometimes just because I don't feel like dealing with it. You don't put the beans in there. I'll just do no beans or I'll do the beans won't won't get added till late in the process for like I'll I'll do a side pot with just with like a smaller portion for me that has some beans. But, you know, it's such a pain in the ass that I'd say I only make chili with beans 30% 30% yeah. of the time I make oh, chili. that's a bummer. That's because a, it's supposed it, to have beans. But you know, chili when beans. you're just cooking for one, it kind of It's it not the sucks. same. I know. But I, I do, I, yeah, I do like a traditional chili with beans for sure. Same, same here. Should have beans. Uh, here's the other thing. And it's, there's a couple sad things about this Guillermo Rigondo story. One, he's nearly blind, although they say they're getting, he's getting some of his eyesight back. Okay. But he wants to have another fight. The guy's 41. Oh, well, Who, whoever his opponent is, I'm putting money on them. If you yes. <laughs> lose a lot of vision, I mean, we've, yeah. we've seen in the Rocky movies, he had to right. change his stance because he couldn't see out of one eye. Right. That's exactly, he's, that's exactly he's right. He's never going to yeah. see those hooks coming. No, no. It's part of part of boxing is you got to uh, it's punching. You got to see the thing you're punching. The vision and is so important. The thing that you're punching is trying to punch you. Right. So it's like, it's kind of like dual purpose. You need those eyes. And the other thing is, is like when, when you're pressure cooking, why you got to put your face right up on the pressure cooker? <laughs> yeah. That's like a six-year-old move where you're, yeah. you have to like stare at the oven. Yeah. You're just like, sh- like, cause it's like, you know, the whole thing was hot. Right. So it's not like his hands are burned or, you know, he's got, um, 
third degree burns on his chest because the thing it's his eyes it only affected his eyes so wait, was he just sho- was he like are these I fucking things I think it exploded done? though he might, have, he might not have been standing right over it but like it just exploded out I don't know yeah yeah interesting well hopefully Guillermo I mean and also I say, hopefully his vision comes back but hopefully he's not dumb enough to fight again that would be yeah, a terrible idea I'm you know I don't follow the fight game this is we probably should have had Angelo on yeah. the fight correspondent because I, I never heard of this Guillermo Rigondo, but no one follows boxing anymore. Let's let's peep the record here. Oh, he's yeah, he's Cuban. He's uh, let's see here. Is Cuban former champ? Oh, he, oh, he's a world champion, Ed, in two weight classes. I, I said Did you say that already? Former boxing world titleist, Guillermo oh, yeah. Rigondo. Yeah. Uh, the WBA bantamweight. I some boxing, but I'm not. I'm just. No. I'm not nearly as much. No, I'll watch it. You know when it's on. Let's see, let's see the right. Re- oh, this guy's got. Oh, he's got two gold medals, Ed. This guy's a real oh. fucking star. Oh yeah, they, and the Cubans in the Olympics, they're always. Oh yeah, they're always putting up big medal count numbers. No, they kick ass. Two. He's got two. He's got two Olympic gold medals, two world championships, three World Cup gold medals, a Pan Am Games. The Pan Am Games used to be huge. I, I don't even know if they do yeah, them anymore. I didn't know they still did them. Yeah. It's Central America. only, would you say he's 41? 41. Oh. I mean, this guy's got all, I mean, he's fucking stacked titles. This guy's a fucking real star. Hopefully he gets better. Oh, he defected? Back like, like. Like my guy Yasiel Puig, who's playing. Oh. Hey, FYI, Yasiel Puig's making a comeback in KBL, the Korean Baseball League, where anything goes. <laughs> you flip, you flip that fucking bat so high it hits the ceiling. It's like it's like when they when they hit a home run in in uh, where in St. Petersburg, where Tampa plays. Sometimes they hit it so high it just hits the roof, and they're like, hey, I don't know, it's a home run, probably. You hit it so high. <laughs> That's the ugliest looking stadium. The, the, the turf is all blotchy looking. Disgusting. It's, like you can make turf no that doesn't look there. like shit. It's, it's awful. It's hideous. And they wanted to play half their season because Major League Baseball is so fucking stupid. They're like, how about we play half the season in Tampa and we play half the season in Montreal? And the baseball's like, nah, you can't do that. How gr- how great would that be? Yeah, having having expos back. Yes, exactly. Well, um, hopefully this guy gets his eyesight back. He's quite a champion. A Bengals coach says that Evan McPherson staying on the field during the Super Bowl halftime show is a very sore subject within the team. <laughs> That's so funny that he's like, I'm a, it's, if it's all cool with you guys, all I do is kick field goals and extra points. I'm going to stay out here and watch Dr. Dre and Eminem. I love that he did that because – the kicker is treated like shit. Like he's he's treated as like not a real player, even though like Evan McPherson was great in the playoffs, and he made his only field goal attempt in the second half. After that, like kickers aren't part of strategy or anything. They just they just kick. No, he's like they drafted him. Like he's like one of the best kickers in the league. But it's you don't have to pretend like they're real players. Yeah, they got to and- work on strategy. Right. He just needs to hear the like the defense being yelled at in there. What is he? He he's just there to kick. There's no strategy aside from his like technique of kicking the ball. But there's no like they weren't working on a trick play with him. Like he he's just there to kick. 
Hey, remember, remember, um, necessary roughness. Kiko was a girl. She was a supermodel. Yeah, she was a supermodel. You think she, you think anybody's making her sit in on team meetings, halftime speeches? I don't think so. She's doing whatever the fuck she wants. Similarly, Evan McPherson. And I'll tell you what, they want to talk shit on this Evan McPherson guy. I I know 31 other teams that would fucking be happy to have him. Are there 32 NFL teams that? That sounds usually right. There's usually around 32. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an even four per division everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's give Evan McPherson a break here. The guy wanted to watch fucking what's his name. Hang upside down. And he didn't miss a kick in the Super Bowl. So it's not like, Oh, he was so distracted because he was still thinking about rap. Like he went and made like a 38 yarder in the second half. And I didn't he win. He won him the he won him the games that got him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, with some kicks. he was he was very important in their march to the Super Bowl. They they need to keep that guy happy. So Not the other way around. Rap show. Let him go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know it's it's weird because you know there's only 32 teams. You think that f- there'd be fucking 32 kickers, but every week there's teams that are like, oh, trying out and we're. Bringing in one of the uh, Zendejas brothers. Morgan yeah, Anderson's are- getting another uh, c- cup of coffee because we just can't find a kicker over here. And they rotate him. Like, the guy that gets cut by Washington, I'll see, like, he's he's the opponent's kicker three weeks later. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. They, oh, yeah. They, they, just, yeah. they rotate through him all the time. Like, like, Washington cut a guy, and then they got Joey Sly, who was on Carolina earlier in the year. Like, they, they just... They do stuff like that. It's it. It's like there are thirty five kickers that are just rotating through thirty one jobs. Yeah, and they're just and they and they they play fifteen years with fourteen different teams, and it's like NBD. So if you got a McPherson, there's not another McPherson walking through that door, Ed. Right, and they don't hold treat on to your him, McPherson. They, they, don't, they don't treat him like he's part of the team anyway. So he he was like, fine, I might Did as well you- soak it up. You know who's still kicking? Don't say Morton Anderson. No, he's in the 60s, but he've kicked pretty long time. I believe he was the last to go with this single bar face mask. Yeah. And Gary Anderson. That, oh, guy, yeah. that guy who fucked up for the uh, the Vikings. Yeah, Gary Anderson, who's somehow his helmet was too small for his head. Yeah, it was like he he needed like a shoehorn to get his, his head in there. Why, just get a bigger helmet, dude. You're the kicker. <laughs> They can find one that fits. You got, I know you got the one bar thing. Let's do you think he was trying to style his, his grill so he could get some endorsements? <laughs> he, he had a face that really could have been covered up by more bars. I agree. Yes. It's it's bigger like helmet. He, it's not like he was super dreamy. I mean, he looked no, ridiculous. He was Gary Anderson. Yeah. He's another one of those guys that could kick, kick for 14 teams. No, the guy I was going to say, Robbie gold. Spelled Gould, some oh, for some reason pronounced Gould. Forty Niners. He, he kicked, yeah, he kicked for the Bears for like fifteen years, and then eventually they're like, "Hey, you don't have it anymore, Robbie Gould. You're cut." And then he got cut, and now he's been kicking for the Forty Niners for like seven more years. Remember that? That's what happened with Vinatieri. They said he was too old, yep. and then he did another like dozen years with the Colts. Yep. Greatest kicker of all time, Vinatieri. Vinatieri's like my age or like a little bit older, and he just retired last year or something. Jeez. Um, Lakers fans unearthed some old thirsty tweets yeah. from Jeannie Buss. Like a lot of them. Like she keeps talking about 
player, uh, yeah. met Johnny Flynn of Minnesota Timberwolves before the game. Yeah. If I had number one pick, I'd draft him. He's a cutie. Yeah. Just wow. met Kevin Love from UCLA. Timberwolves, he may replace Tony Parker as the hottest guy in the NBA. Whoa. Lamar, Lamar, take your pants off, we scream as he checks into the game. Whoa, genie. On the bus headed to Staples, CP3 isn't playing tonight. He's a cutie. Kevin Durant has those extra long arms like Phil Jackson. They come in handy. I don't, I don't think she's his type. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has a type, and it's not Genie Bus. That's all I'll say. That's all I'm going to say. The, Minis- the Minnesota T-Wolves are now my second favorite NBA team, and that has nothing to do with you, Kevin Love, even though you're hot. Jesus. Whoa. Keep it together. Genie. I mean, Genie Bus is pretty hot. Yeah. She's, she's like 60 years old now, but she, she posed for Playboy back in the day. And she lets Phil Jackson climb on top of her. Well, not anymore. They've broken up. I oh, believe damn. last I heard she was dating New Jersey's own former Saturday Night Live cast member and stand-up, no, stand-up comic <laughs> Jay Moore. Jay Moore. Yes, I've been told they've been seen together at the Staples Center now crypto.com arena. He doesn't mean Chris Walken impression. He does. He does. He, he originated that Chris Chris Walken impression. She um G have you have I don't suppose you have, but there's the first episode of Winning Time, the um I haven't watched Lakers, it the Lakers movie based on former guest of this podcast, Jeff Perlman's book Showtime. And I imagine that because Winning Time's real stupid, but HBO probably didn't want the movie to be called Showtime because that's their that's a competitive network. That's right. Yeah, they can't do that. I mean, you could have come up with something better than fucking winning time. Winning time. Like what? How about the? How about how Magic Jack Johnson Nicholson got in AIDS the, in eight yeah. parts? <laughs> yes, jeez, Ed. <laughs> how about how about the the forum sauna time? Because that's right. that's where he supposedly liked to go immediately after the game with several women. The thing is, they're going to show that in this movie. And it's going to be fantastic. I the, I just watched the first one last night, and it's it extremely exceeds expectations, in my opinion. Oh. Um, what, what's his name? John C. Riley. Yes, is fantastic. He's so good as Jerry Buss, and the guys that play the players look like real basketball players. The oh, guy that looks they're tall. Yes, they're tall. The guy that looks like the guy that plays Kareem looks like Kareem and he plays a surly asshole like Kareem. The guy that looks like magic is real tall. He looks like a young magic Johnson. Like they did it right. And I read a review today. I think it was like on the daily beast or something. And where the reviewers like, I don't like Adam McKay's style. Cause they, uh, you know, they break the fourth wall and like Jerry Buss talks to the camera and stuff. And I think it's cool. I think it's very stylistic. I, I really enjoyed the first one and I can't wait for the rest. All right. Good. Good endorsement. Yeah, I'm a fan. Um, and then the big story that broke this afternoon, Calvin Ridley, the uh, Falcons receiver, suspended for the year for gambling on the NFL for his games. I mean, what's the point in suspending a guy if he plays for the Falcons, Ed? <laughs> like, like if somebody's if somebody's going to gamble on on his own team to win, you're going to sus- you're to win. If you bet against your team and you're dropping passes, like yep. that's that's yep. no good. Like everybody knows these guys draft themselves in fantasy, you know, and there's 
Oh my God. I'm in the, I have show induced indigestion that I get often, just like when I drop the mechanical pencil once an episode, it's like, there's, there's a cash incentive for them to win their fantasy league. And they draft, everyone knows they draft themselves on their fantasy teams. All I'm saying, Ed, is that if, if you're going to suspend a guy for a year, I need it to be on a real team or else I don't give a shit. It's, he needs to be a cowboy. He needs to be a Packer, a fucking Stiller, a Forty Niner. Yeah, so you somebody you suspend somebody, but he's on the Falcons or the fucking Dolphins. Who gives a fuck? No, nobody cares about those teams, anyways. Also, this guy bet fifteen hundred bucks on himself. I think Roger Goodell, as we know, a little too full of himself. Oh, very. Very much too full of himself. And what, like, who gives a shit? Like, this guy's so bet a little money. What a fucking moron. Like, yeah, the it's one, real dumb. The one it's, thing it's, you know you can't do. Yeah, I know. It's just yeah. bet on your, your sport. Just, just, you could bet on other things. You could, he could play cards. He could do all these other things. Yeah. But you just can't bet on the NFL. And apparently it was like when he was away from the team and he's just probably sitting on his couch. We got yeah. the app out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Put some money on this. Do you remember, first of all, is Calvin Ridley, is he like good? Is he a player? He's been a disappointment. He was, oh. he was really good on Bama. And then I think he's, you know, he's, I, I think he's had his moments, but I remember uh, uh, the, the Mar- one of the Maryland Twitter accounts, uh, like sport Twitter account, uh, yeah. pointed out that DJ Moore was the 47th uh, receiver taken that draft, and he's a pro bowler, and Calvin Ridley is the first player taken and he's been a disappointment so he's kind of like a cd lamb like a comes out of alabama highly touted well cd lamb but cd lamb was was had a great rookie year from oklahoma by the way but uh oklahoma same difference yeah is there a difference hardly (laughs) uh well let's get him back on the field maybe we maybe we started free calvin ridley situation here because you know what's you get suspended for a year I mean, he might end up getting cut. And once you get cut, you're not coming back. You're you're going to disappear from the league. People are going to forget about you. You're going to have to go to the arena league. Or the, yeah, the, or the, the problem with, with football is like, if it doesn't work in this league, you're cooked. You're, you're done. That's Baseball, it. Baseball, you were just talking about. Puig, Korean. he found yeah. a new league. Basketball, a bucks. There, there are a million places to play basketball. Yeah. Just, just don't play in Russia and Israel. have weed in your bag. Like Brittany Griner right. got. Oh, yeah. That's not the place you want to get arrested. That's kind of dumb to bring weed to Russia. On a plane? On a plane. Not not a good move. And they're not like, well, it's idea. residue. But like, yeah, you know what has residue and what doesn't have residue. Yeah. No, Just don't well, bring that th- on a plane in Russia. They, they think they can trick you because it's like a vape thing. And they're like, oh, no, this is just a, um, this is just a nicotine vape it's not weed but they know they'd be knowing what's got weed in it of course and she, it's not like she's high profile enough like remember like asap rocky yes gotten a gotten a fight sweden? in sweden yeah, yeah and he was like locked up in sweden and we're like hey now give us our asap rocky back this is bullshit nobody cares about a wnba player although she's, she's one probably of the more best players in the world there. she She's, she's, yeah, they pay over there and she's huge. She's, she's one of the women who can dunk. Like, yeah, I mean, kind of, she's six, eight. She can like, she can put it over the rim. 
I'm just saying it's yeah, yeah. you don't blend into a crowd when you're a six foot eight black woman oh, no. in Russia. Yeah, not with that face. Yeah, no, I agree with you there, buddy. Uh, okay, let's do some email, voicemail. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. He's so easy to hate. Your time he likes to waste. His calls are far from great. His calls are far from great. He's such a stupid fuck. He seems down on his luck. His voicemails really suck. His voicemails really suck. No one's enjoying him. He's so annoying. Plus, so fucking boring and worthless, but he's got nothing else to do. And he's even worse than his shit, 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 shit. His faults are used with shit, 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 shit. He's having a Okay, a couple of voicemails here, Ed. Right, right, Greg. Oh! Edward, uh, while the defense Speak of the devil. bums is very noble by one uh, Edward Daly. I don't care. Uh, you know, he's really got he's really got lanes. He don't. He's talking. He, is he talking about he's homeless? Back, I, he's back on the unhoused, Ed. He's, <laughs> he's got a major problem with well, the unhoused. Well, what did he say about me? Well, he's he's you defend the unhoused. Although I would uh, like credit for. Yeah, we, talk, we both talk about how it. it's yes. a great shame. Yes, it's 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 our national. We've all agreed. We have a national health emergency, which is there are people that live on our streets with nowhere to go and they're all addicted to drugs and they all have mental health issues. And it's a completely solvable problem for not that much money. And yet we've all agreed that we'll just step over them and let them let them fucking live in tents on our overpasses. And we're all just fine with that. Hey, no big deal. Not our problem. So Manuel, you know what? Because I I think I called into. his Christianity into play. Oh, that's right. You did. Right? Because there's a yeah. disdain. Yes. For, I mean, this, Jesus was talking about them. Oh, like he, he did. He wanted to help the less fortunate, not, not talk right. shit about them. Yes. He, he threw he the existed. rich people out of the church and he, he invited in the lepers, Ed. This is, and this, the homeless, that's our modern lepers. Man, when I was a kid, Oh. There's a whole chapter of truly tasteless jokes about lepers. Oh, I know. There was there were yeah. so many leper jokes when we were kids. I know. Well, that was so that's like a disease where like you're 
parts of your body fall off or you get gangrenous or something, right? Yeah. Did you hear about that kid that had to get everything amputated because he ate bad Chinese food? Oh, no. Is that like an urban legend or that? No, it just happened like a couple weeks ago. Oh, no. He ate. He was like a college kid. And him and his buddy. Look, I've done this a million times. I did it with a slice of pizza a week ago. Him and his him and his buddy came back to somebody's apartment. I think this is like it's like in Boston or something. They came back to the apartment or dorm room or whatever, and there was some leftover Chinese food that had been left out, and it hadn't even been left out that long, like a matter of hours. And they both started throwing down some fucking. It was noodles, lo mein, chicken lo mein. They both started eating it and they uh, both immediately got violently ill because there was some f- bacteria in there. That's and awful. the the one kid just got regular sick from it. This other kid, it like it metastasized. Look, I know that's not the right word. It, it didn't go away. And he was in the hospital for like a long time. And then he it got it, it turned. He turned septic. Again, it's not the proper diagnosis, but you guys can picture it. His 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 limbs started to die, and they had to they had to cut him up. Yeah, they had to they had to amputate both of his legs and one of his arms. Jeez, I know, right? Because he eats. And then I was reading about this. Actually, my kid told me about it, and then I heard something about it. And this was like right after I left a pizza out on the counter the whole night and got up the next morning. I was making coffee and grabbed a fucking slice right out of the box and ate it. No I mean, problem. I've done that all the time it, throughout sure. life. Like, sure. I mean, how about when you're at like a party and there'll just be something else? Yes. Oh, I yeah. mean, like if you're ever at a place where it has oh like the, the long sub or something yes. and you just you you that thing's oh been sitting God. out for hours. I went to a party not that long ago with these people that I used to be friends with. It was a big party and they did like a whole pig. Yeah. And that, that pig was out there on the table the whole night. And I would just go over there. I was drunk as shit. Just grazing. Two in the morning. And I would go over there and just like rip a big piece of skin off of it and just fucking start chewing the skin, just grab handfuls of its body and just chew away on it. It was delicious. How about, how about like fried chicken? Just get a cold piece of fried chicken. Yeah, oh, the best. It's been sitting out for six yeah, hours. The best. Delicious. It's all greasy. I'll even like sometimes I'll come home and I'll realize six hours later that I left the leftovers in the car. I'll go back out there oh, to the car and fucking eat those leftovers. No problem. Yeah. So, you know, I guess when it's your time, it's your time. I don't know. Right. Now back to Manuel being yeah, on Christian about homeless yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, either way, that's not even why I called. And that tool from New York that made the song about me, I mean, he's on my nuts, obviously. Is this Ed? Is Am I accidentally, because it says right here, I'm looking at the time, it says Wednesday. It says Wednesday. What year? Yeah, is this from like four years ago? This song's I, been out there. The song is a known quantity. Like, it's... And he's already bitched about the song before. Like four years ago. Yes, when it came out. When our friend Brad, I haven't heard from Brad in New York lately. I and mean, we need some more songs. Yeah, he's good. 
He's he good. Does the theme song. I know. I need him to kind of update the theme the song because there's there's a hard cut in there. Something. There's a hard cut every week, and people have noticed it. And, I, and, and he's even he even <laughs> reached out to me, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I can fix that." But also, it is kind of funny because he's like in the song, he mentions um, he mentions you, and then I think he mentions Jay Stu before he even talks about me, Brian Beckner, quick to dissect it. And I'm like, dude, I'm the host. And I'm like, I get like fourth billing. Yeah, you're supposed to get first billing in that. Yeah. I, I, I I do first it's funny second. that I get the first mention. When, I mean, when, you know, whenever whenever you can get to it, but like Jay Stu, he's not even. He's just, Jay he's Stu a guest. is just, he's, he's like, uh, he's yeah. like Skippy from Family Ties. He just pops up every once in a while. Once in a while, you know, great guy, but yeah. not, not a regular, doesn't appear every week. Unless you're listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle, which I would suggest you check out. Whether he's talking shit or not, he made a song about me. Last time I checked, I didn't make a song about him. That he's so, He's got a point there. Scoreboard, you can suck on my nuts all you want, well, okay. New York, dude. Make another song for all I care. I mean, I, I, I kind of side with The real Manuel. reason of this call oh. is... Uh, 41 seconds in. Let's get a bastard count on Nick Cannon. Because last <laughs> I checked, I mean... He, He's got eight bastards, but although I don't think that he's got two bastards with, or he's got two children with Mariah. with Mariah Carey, and I believe they were born in within the bounds of wedlock. Right, but he's one putting the, up numbers. One of the I happen to know the names. I believe they're twins of the children he had. Are they real names or are they like celebrity? Well, no, names? no. So one is a last name. So I guess you could have this Monroe. Oh, or do you think like Monroe, the gay guy from Too Close for Comfort? Monroe, <laughs> Jim J. Bullock, J. M. J. Bullock. Maybe that's maybe he was naming. I didn't even think. I was thinking Marilyn Monroe, but maybe they got the Monroe. Monroe Ficus. Oh, that one daughter, L- oh, Lydia yeah. Cornell. Yeah. Lydia yeah. Cornell. Yeah. Woo. No. Yeah, they did work there. Speaking of a guy that wasn't that old, Ted Knight kicked off early. Mm-hmm. Monroe, Monroe is the one child, and their other one is called, I kid you not, Moroccan. Oh, come on. Yeah, like if you're, hey, what's um that, that, that rug in your living room is beautiful. Thank you. It's Moroccan. Yeah. Moroccan. That's an adjective. <laughs> Moroccan. Moroccan. That's it's that's like that's like that's like um naming that's like naming your um kid terrific. <laughs> and now his dad is Moroccan the cradle with some of these these baby <laughs> mamas. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, he's got I think last we heard he had around eight kids, but two of them but as in far a as we very know. Very short period of time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I yeah. No, he's he's in some uh Cromarty territory. When remember Cromarty had had the yeah. three three-year-olds right which that is was just the, and they were triplets was the highlight of every uh hard knocks that was the yeah. highlight no it's no it's never gonna get better than that it's no. like it's the best it can be you can't do anything better than that than quizzing a guy that's right about his kids names and then him having to think real hard about them and then also he had three three-year-olds <laughs> which is fantastic he was only married to Mariah, so okay. him and her kids are legitimate kids. Monroe and Mariah. Well, they're all legitimate, yeah, but they're I know all legitimate. 
Yes. Another unchristian. Well, I mean, I think I think he was he's using the colloquialism. I'm going to give him a break here. The the colloquialism, legitimate, illegitimate. All sons of God, Manuel. Yes, that's true. I, 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 hey, I'll confess. Not that this is a confession. You're you're listening to my voice right now. Yeah, you're listening to a bastard. There's there's a bastard talking into this microphone right now as my parents were unwed. So I've you know my dad's not Nick Cannon, but still, it's I, I fit. I'm I'm in the illegitimate category in Manuel's world. Bunch of bastards. Yep. You know what I like mean, Brian. Um. And they're going to wear that their whole life. Um, no, they're not. I know Jesus doesn't no, approve of no that. No one wears that. No, no one wears that. Like, does anyone give a shit? I mean, like, like a, you just, you, just provided a, you just provided a little color for the show, but it's not like it matters. No, of course not. It's, it's <laughs> and what do you say about Jesus? I don't know. I don't know. Hold on. So uh, put that in your pipe and smoke it, guys. But uh, yeah, I mean, chick pumping garb. Who in the seventies mm, throwing seed like Johnny Apple? Oh yeah, he fucked. Thinks that uh, that bastard maker Nick Cannon <laughs> needs to keep his dick in his back. Wow. Well, I mean, he can afford him. Money, man. How all these hey, Hollywood. Guys it takes two to tango, buddy. Sit here, and they are like just a bunch of low lives, man. And how everybody freaking worships at their table. But yeah, I'd like an official bastard count on Nick Cannon. You know, how about you guys get on that, boys? What's Manuel so mad about? Anyway, keep up the good work. Uh, I haven't had any firefighters doing stupid shit, like uh, closing off a couple of roads of uh, main highway intersections to go get a burger. No, they do that to protect their... I sent you the link, Manuel. (laughs) Have a happy Ash Wednesday. (laughs) All right? (laughs) I know Jesus approves of that. Outro. That was on Ash Wednesday. Oh no, he didn't hang up the phone again. Uh, oh, I think he got it now. I saw a haunting tweet from Callista Gingrich of her and Newt on Ash oh, I Wednesday. Saw it, I saw it too. Terrifying looking. Friend, friend of the show, um, Zach, Zach Joe Beam. How do you pronounce your name, Zach? Zach Jobim, Joe Beam. I don't know. He's a good, good dude. He's obsessed with Newt and Kalinda, Callista Gingrich. Doesn't he do fan fiction, erotic? Yeah, fiction? he does. Well, remember we read a fanfic about about LSU Lala in Raising Canes with Callista Gingrich, and he, he was posting pictures of them, and they are so terrifying. They're really scary looking. Yeah, they look like, um, well, they look like ghouls. They look like scary movie characters. That are you know, they they they're like swingers. They're like um, they're like ghost swingers. Then they're like, hey, we saw you from across right. the bar, and we wonder if you want to come home with us. And then then they take and you home. They and drain they drain your blood. You yes, yeah. <laughs> drain your yeah. blood. You know they they go. Actually, we're here to harvest organs to keep Newt <laughs> alive. Here's another one. Let's just, we need a palate cleanser. Manuel calls us so mad about things, and it's like, who? I don't care about Nick Cannon's kids. Yeah, and they're gonna have to wear this the rest of their lives. They're not though. That's crazy. <laughs> Got 
Uh-oh. A couple things. One, that story about Shaq uh, from last week. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let's let this guy start talking again. Who is this, by the way? Got a couple things. One, that story about Shaq uh, from last week is, uh, it reminds me a lot of Brian. Hold on a second, Ed. Hold on a second. I could be wrong here, but listen, keep that guy's voice in your brain. Now listen to this. Oh, well, sleuth work. Rest in peace, the ballers. Okay. Because he has also weaponized his body, bodily fluids. Um, the. <laughs> Rest in peace. Maybe That's not. Him. I don't. You I think, think it's so? him. I think it's him. Ballers hope you rest in peace. Sounds similar. Okay, hold on. Let's I want to know this. how that reminds Shaq of you. I don't know. Hold on. Let's. I got to rewind because I was too too. I wasn't concentrated on what he was saying. Here, here, let's go again. Oh, Shaq. Uh, from last week is uh, it reminds me a lot of Brian uh, because he has also weaponized his body bodily fluids. Um, Have I? The other thing. Yeah, when you and your buddies played "Come on a Cracker," you and <laughs> that is and no, hold on, Flappy hold on. and wait. This is. This has been brought up before. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's true. We spit in an omelet that we ate. Okay. Yeah. So we went. We oh, today it spit. Just we, give it a little time. We we weaponized against ourselves, and in our defense, we were in eighth grade. So we, what's that? We might have been in seventh grade. So that makes us like thirteen. This is Shaq was an adult and he's like you, Chad, Spence, Chad, yeah. And Mike J, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. No, Mike I remember. J. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was me. Spence wasn't there. It was me, Chaz, Lance, Lance. Chaz, Lance, <laughs> and Mike J did it. This, this sounds like the, the roll call of a uh, Van yeah. Nuys porn shoot. Yeah, I was going to say gay porn. That I, uh, that I called about was uh, shit. No, I can't remember. Fuck. Oh, I do this all the time. Uh, oh my god. I was. Uh, my dad had a shadow family. What? He actually, my dad is actually a, a, a four by three, four kids by three women. Baller. Ooh, I was one of the original kids, but he. Uh, he had two different side pieces. And I'm like, you, Brian, like, what the fuck? Do you not know how to pull out? I know. It's undefeated. Whatever. Anyway, love the show, guys. Keep it up. He, oh, I got a lot of thoughts. One, I'd like to talk to your dad. But B, you hate all those other kids' guts. You have to. I mean, well, you have to. If it's a shadow, yeah, because that's just heartbreaking. Because then it's like, wait, he's he's picked someone else over me. Yeah. Yeah, why weren't we enough for you, Dad? You're go- you're going having side and look. You know who knows what was going on between mom and dad, but you don't have to have another family. That's the part that yeah. it's one thing that your marriage wasn't working, yeah. but the fact that you're creating another family, a shadow family, Ooh, that's, no. that would be a tough pill to swallow. 
No, it's like, what kind of monster? Because look, you have two kids. I have two kids. Yeah. I barely have enough love in my heart <laughs> to love both of those children. It's like all I can do. It's everything I have to I love cannot, both of them. I cannot fathom more kids. I cannot fathom it. No, imagine you got one here and then there's a fucking house a few blocks away where you got two more. Yeah, here's Wednesday, son. Here's here's Saturday, son. There's a lot going on there. Um, one, I need to know who that was that just called. Are you because you didn't leave a name? Wait, do you get a like an area code or anything? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Eight three two. It's a Houston. It's one of our Houston people. Well, that that sounds right. That that the uh, rest in peace song sounds like somebody from yes. Houston. Yes. Rest in peace song. Are so eight three two area code caller that just called. Are you are you the rest in peace guy? B, do you hate all those half brothers and sisters that you have that your your dad forsook you for? And also, what 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 was the dad relationship like? Once yep. you learned of like, do you hate his guts? Like, how does yep. that work? How do you how do you process that? That would be tough. Did he would he come to your little league game and then but then like get it confused with another little league game that he was at the um at like the week before where he's like, oh, man, this sucks that you uh you made that error in the third inning. And he's like, you're like, what are you like? I didn't even play. Like, what are you talking about? I was the D.H. Also, is your dad Charles Kuralt? So I got a lot of feedback on the Kuralt thing because I thought for sure that everyone knew that. I thought that was common knowledge about old Kuralt. I didn't know it. You didn't know it. Uh, turns out pretty much nobody knew it. Everyone's like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, Charles Corral. I was having some beers with some buddies the other day. And they're like, I can't believe they're like, I immediately had to look up that Charles Corral thing. And That's then my crazy. buddy Darb's like, who the fuck is Charles Corral? And I'm like, are you kidding me? He, he was a he was big the host deal in, in, when we were kids. Yeah, he was the host of CBS Sunday Morning, which is now hosted by Jane Pauley. She is? Yes. She came. It was Charles Osgood. And then Jane Pauley came out of retirement to host CBS Sunday Morning, which which used to be Charles Carroll. I mean, the guy was a fucking household name. Like to fuck. He certainly Apparently. did. And yeah. did Shut not like birth control no, or getting snipped. I was, my idea might be that he didn't know it was invented. Because he was so fucking old. <laughs> he didn't know about that. Wasn't too old to get it in. Right. But also, like, if you're too old to know about, you know, latex. You're too old to be a dad. Yeah. Latex interventions. But they know about the rhythm method. Right. Sure. Like, Farmers knew about that way yeah. back when. Yeah, exactly. Kyle and Scotty knows about it. I guarantee you that. Guy fucking pulls out like a champ. It's undefeated. Works every time. <laughs> okay, one more voicemail here. Hey, Baller Lifestyle guys. The <gasps> penis connoisseur here. Oh, it's the con. And, and there, there was a penis that we talked about, right? I think there was. There, there's actually a couple. There's one that's a, a Twitter follower of yours that I brought up that oh, somebody yeah. sent me, yeah. and it's a Reddit link, but it's it would it feels gay to share it. Like if I, I can't because it's because it, trust and it's a it's a gif that's and it's been verified by gay twitter so you know it's real oh they they're 
they're on top of it. Oh, they're on it. They're on it. But it just, if it were just a picture, I could send it to you, but because it's a GIF, it's too gay. It's too gay to share a GIF of a man's work in his giant penis. So maybe that's what, maybe that's why she's called in. Time, no speak. I was listening to your most recent episode and you had piqued my interest with the story about Big Sean and his leaked D pick. Oh, yeah. I was going to check that out and, and call in and report back. But by the I don't know who the fuck Big Sean is. I got to be honest. Does he, would he have done a song that I know? Maybe, but like, it, it's not, he's not in my, my. Right. Right. He's just a guy. He's, he's I know he's, I know of him, but like he's not my guy. So he's kind he's kind of like Pitbull, where Armando, where he's Mister Three Hundred Five, he's Mister Worldwide. People know who he is, but I don't know any. Like I don't know a Pitbull song. No, yeah. Right. So I, I wouldn't know a Big Sean song either. But remember, we tried to look for that Big Sean dick pic, and to no avail. The time that I got to the end of the episode, I was completely derailed by your take on the Star Wars fantasy suites at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. So, although so, I believe I it's a Disney World where there's a new Star Wars land where you can stay on like a TIE fighter for the night. In like a windowless room. Yeah, in a windowless. I mean, what a genius move. They're like, let's take a warehouse and put some old sets in it and we could charge five grand a night. Insane. See that is. there's never been intercourse or penetration had in that room. There has certainly been plenty of explosion of bodily nerd fluid. Oh, that's probably true. Upon entering a windowless replica of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Now, if you can't see that, then you clearly have not spent enough time on planet that too. I would 100% spend $5,000 to stay in the Millennium Falcon as Han Solo was my very first crush. And I wrote him a love letter in second grade. Which she sent me an autograph picture. What? However, she's gonna go in there and like smell the covers. <laughs> get like the black light on the uh, on the the, the uh, bedspread because right, that's, that's what these nerds do. They're like, oh, I bet Leia, I bet Leia spent the night here. Maybe there's a, maybe there's a. a- oh, it's definitely the job of the hut. Like uh, the yes, bikini. Yes. The, that that's the uh, peak nerd the coke, masturbation. The, the coke period. Oh, she was, well, there was a long coke period. That's true. That's a good point. I would not stay there with that. Like, do you remember that scene in American Psycho where he lays down for uh, the tarp? He lays down all the newspaper on the floor. He's about to do a murder. He runs the studio in full plastic raincoat. Doesn't it? Because he, because he puts on hip to be square, I think, right before. Yeah. And doesn't he wield an axe for that one? Yes. Yeah. I believe he does. Uh, Boots before taking an axe to Jared Leto's head. So he doesn't get any blood oh, or yeah. DNA on him. I wouldn't spend the night in that hotel room without those sort of precautions. I'm not taking any chances. It's true. Um, it's full on like Return of the Jedi Bukaki in there. Oh, Jesus. We don't use that word. Leia, the job of the hut. Uh-huh. Yeah, those guys spend all day around that. Forget it. You don't want to take a, a blue light to that room. All right, guys. Love you. Keep up the good work. I Talk mean, didn't, didn't expect that the penis connoisseur would return to the show to give us some, some hardcore star Wars knowledge, Ed. Yeah. One thing I missed, did we, did she find, did she say she found big Sean? Cause that was what we were trying to figure out. No, she heard us talking about big Sean, but then she got derailed. She, she 
forgot about Big Sean because she heard us talking about Star Wars. Oh. Which is more interesting. And I I could definitely see it. You you could see those nerds in there like sniffing the covers, really just cranking on one, thinking about Leia and and or. What doesn't make sense to me is that price tag. So much. I, I, I don't know. I know. I know. You, there's not you, a window. Sure, there's there's Elon Musk. There are some nerds yeah. that make tons of money, but that like that that's way too expensive for nerds. You would think. Absolutely. I agree with you. I did well, somebody was telling me that his his buddy, so there's at Disneyland there's a Star Wars land now, right? And it had just opened. So the one time I went to Disney with my kids was yeah. at Disneyland and yeah. it was it was like hadn't opened yet. Like maybe there was yeah. like one Star Wars thing, but this, yes. it looked like a huge area was about to open. That's yes. open now. So people were salivating for it. And a buddy, my buddy Will was telling me, he's like, yeah, they so you had to have like reservations to be one of the first ones to go. And my buddy Will was like, yeah, a guy at my work went and he came back and you can um you can have like your own custom lightsaber made. And he he was showing it to me. This was an adult. Oh no. He was showing it to me and and uh, Will's like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "That's pretty cool." He's like, "Uh would you pay for that?" And the guy's like, "You know, 3." And Will's like, "3." Three dollars? That's nothing at Disneyland costs three dollars. Like, wait, are you sure? Three? And the guy's like, no. Three hundred. What do you do with that thing? I I don't know. Is it like and it's still like a plastic tube, right? Because it's not like you have real lasers. It's a fucking plastic tube with a flashlight in it, Ed, that you can customize. I got I, I remember uh I remember Santa bringing lightsabers for, oh, yeah. for my kids. Oh, yeah. My kids they were those. cool. They, they like made cool. the noise and stuff, but yeah. they were still just plastic tubes. Yeah. No, we uh, we would have some, some saber battles here at the house. Yeah. With the, with the, but those. But not 300 Those weren't 300 bucks. No. Fuck no. no. <laughs> Fucking kidding me. Okay. Let's talk some not sports. Well, it's time, it's time for Now Sports, Now Sports segment, segment, on the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, Now Sports, Now Sports, Now Sports, Now Sports, I'm talking about the segment now, Now Sports, Now Sports, segment. Three RIPs. Yeah. Oh, let's do those. Rest in peace. Mm. Rest in peace. Uh, that's definitely the caller. I think so too. He's he's trying to country it up on the song. Yep. You won't smile no more. You won't laugh again no more. Back back to the laughter. And then of course you won't. No, you won't fuck no more. I mean, hammer gets dropped. Really saves it for the end. <laughs> hope you rest in peace. Okay. Um, 
R.I.P. Kirk Bailey, a.k.a. Ugg from Salute Your Shorts. This was a cable show, and I didn't have cable as a kid, so I just knew of the show, but I don't know who this is. I don't know. I feel like this was past our time, because I know of um, You Can't Do That on Television with yeah, Atlanta's maybe that's, set. That's what I was confusing. I never saw that show either, because I just didn't have yeah. cable. Oh, yeah. I did. I I saw You Can't Do That on Television, but I don't know. But I think Salute Your Shorts was like, uh, the pe- next like a millennial yeah, right. a millennial thing. He was only fifty nine. I don't That's know. That's too young. Way too young. Uh, oh fuck, Ed. What? I'm just looking at the cast of. I'm looking at the Wikipedia of Salute Your Shorts. What's Drake on it? Worse. Danny Cooksey. Oh no, Cooksey. Yes. The Cooksey. worst. The worst. So, so you know, Salute Your Shorts was probably okay, and people were liking it, and then much like. Much like Ted McGinley, they're like, hey, we got to bring in Danny Cooksey to get some star power on the show. And then it immediately it sucked after that. Yeah, it was terrible. All the storylines got much, much worse. Yes. <sighs> the worst. Um, this guy, uh, R.I.P. Mitchell Ryan, he was a character actor. He, you, you would know him from Lethal Weapon. He was the cop who gave who uh, who gave Jim Carrey the 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 uh what do you call it karaoke machine and then arrested broderick like you you just saw him and stuff he was he was oh yeah mini Mini driver's dad in gross point blank he was 88 no this guy you know this guy he always played like a cop or a general right yes yeah yeah you know deep voice he he was a good character actor yeah and r.i.p johnny brown aka bookman from good times i think i i wrote 88 but i think he was 83 maybe he was 88 I don't I think you might be right this is um, it's a real reverse how fucking old is this guy yeah because like when he was on when he was on uh, on good times he was I thought oh you know he's this guy's like uh, 20 years old you know I thought he he was a lot younger like a very young like repairman Yeah. yeah yeah and he was actually like in his 40s you know, or late thirties. Hey, those mm. were those were always funny moments when he got in there. JJ yeah. Walker would would hammer him. Well, yeah, because he was, you know, he was. It's weird that everybody was like really like friends with the maintenance man Schneider, Schneider, Bookman. You know, it's the, he was always around, and then they're always real lazy, and nothing would work right in the building, and the and Bookman would be like, ah, uh, I don't know. So I tried. <laughs> he was he, terrible he at his job. Yeah, and they're and they're dirt poor, and he's always eating their food. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah, kind of weird. R.I.P. Guys, um, Matthew McConaughey slams hair transplant rumors. He talks that he has some sort of cream. Just thinks just doing McC- that living. Just <laughs> you know how I I like whistling my my s's. Uh, just doing a living. You know what I like about these hair transplants is I keep getting older and they stay the same age. These are these aren't some Elon Musk <laughs> hairs. These are he, these are luscious, luscious. I I think McConaughey. I don't know why he gets this comes up every couple of years. <clears throat> I think he would just. Oh my god! I'm gonna cough. Hold on. I think he would just be better just not to reference him because the man 
Learly has hair transplants. Like I mean, everybody knows he was bald. Like he was, yes, but I will he say was, they, they look yeah. good. They look good. He's got so of course the best hair transplants in Hollywood are Will Arnett, who also yes. was nearly completely bald and now has a full head of hair. But he still has a receding hairline. He he plays into his natural hairline with the hair pl- transplants. If you look at a picture of. Matthew McConaughey from 20 years ago versus today, he has a much different hairline and it's not because he rubs some fucking oil on his head. Right. But like why? He got hair transplants. Nobody, nobody believes Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. Just like don't answer the question or don't talk about it or just, you know, you got the good ones. Those, I was fully committed to it. They're fugazi. (laughs) Yeah, they're fugazi. (laughs) It's a Lucy. Uh, it's a Lassie. He's like, I mean, the guy, everyone loves him. He's I a very lovable. Say, like, I, I just love him. It's great. But why are you doing this, buddy? Just, yeah, just, just let, don't talk about let, it. Let it go. Like, run for governor or don't or do whatever, but just don't talk about the hair transplants that you clearly have. It's obvious that you have them, and that's okay. Everyone knows this. Yes, of course. Um. <sighs> Irene saw this. Yeah. Hospitalized after shoving a double A battery into his penis. I don't think they let you do this. Didn't happen in Iran, did it? They don't let you do that there, Ed. Hey, fam. There's still a lot more of this episode to hear, but it's only available to our bonus content subscribers. Click the link in the show notes or go to theballerlifestyle.com and subscribe so you never miss a minute of the show. Reviewing some movies and shows and others. Top podcast, man, no one is above us. Five star, even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is for all us, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.